Hey, it's your host, Brittany, and welcome to the Mom Sweat Sanity Podcast, where we talk all things life, health, fitness, kids, relationships, you name it, nothing is off the table. A little bit of just me and a whole lot of knowledgeable guests. So throw on your Lulus to run or to mom, grab yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of wine, and join us as we unpack life's pressing topics and learn a little bit more of the who, what, whys of it all. Or at the very least, get real, share some wisdom, and grab practical tips to help in our daily lives. If we look at everything around us, time is genuinely what we've got. And it's so darn precious. And I also find too, I remember growing up and hearing people always say, my dad, oh, honey, you know what? Years just go faster as you get older. They just go faster. Now that I do recognize that, they're way more precious to me. Athlete, entrepreneur, media personality, podcaster. This is Mandy Gill. Mandy Gill is a champion of everything health. Today, I got to sit down with her for a one-on-one candid conversation about her habits, including her new podcast, Hooked on Habits, and the habits that she is learning from all of those she has interviewed. Tune in to be inspired and maybe level up your daily routine a little bit too. Okay. Well, today I get to sit here with Mandy Gill. I am very excited for this podcast episode and I hope that you all are too. Mandy, I'm just going to dive right in and let you take it away. Maybe give us a little bit of a, who are you? Yes. Okay. I'm so grateful to be here with you today as well. This is kind of like a blast from the past sort of experience. Absolutely. (laughs) Full circle. And I'm so grateful for it. So I work in the wellness space and who am I? I mean, I'm a woman who loves connecting just like we are right now. And it's, it's so funny because I think off the top, we automatically say like what we do, right? (laughs) That's so true. Right. Yeah. And truthfully at heart, I'm probably a a five-year-old who literally just wants to play all the time. And it is sunny out right now, Britt, while we're having this conversation. And I'm like, just, just be patient. (laughs) But when it does come to what I'm really passionate about in the health and wellness space, my background actually falls into broadcasting. So about 14 years ago now, went through broadcasting school, graduated through that, started working in top 40 morning and afternoon show radio, developed a huge passion, actually overcoming anorexia and sharing my story on the morning show at the time, which was the Beat 94.5, now Virgin Radio. And I was quite amazed at the amount of people that had reached out and were sharing the same type of story. And for me, it was about 10 years after my experience had passed. And I realized I couldn't keep the story quiet anymore. And so that is actually where I started to veer away from the broadcast side in my career. And I started to veer into doing television segments for CTV at the time. And so that was all focused on fitness and nutrition. So I did one a week for 52 weeks. And (laughs) that was in 2012. And I continued that on all the way until the end of 2018. And from that, as you can imagine, I mean, there was such a great relationship created with viewers. And I was able to develop an app about four years ago. And the app is a one-on-one coaching basis where you work fitness and nutrition-wise with your coach one-on-one directly. We calls every single week. And yeah, it's a fantastic experience. We've seen clients lose anywhere from 180 pounds, believe it or not, and all the way to, you know, somebody who is training for a very, very special event in their life. Or it could be even a mom. Here we are on this podcast today that is just looking to have that accountability piece. I actually just got off a call before we started this about that. 
And then in addition to running the app as well and having a wonderful team to work alongside me, I am in the health and wellness space when I work with corporate companies and talking about habit development practices to increase engagement and productivity. So. <laughs> you are one busy lady. <laughs> yes. Wow. But being able to be online with your business, I mean, what a time for that and the ebb and flow of COVID in our world right now, being able to already have an online platform, I'm sure has allowed you to benefit a little bit from that in all the positive ways. It really has. And you know, you're spot on with that. I've had conversations with girlfriends who are in the same kind of business sector where we all have worked from home for the last near decade. And it's interesting because we have these conversations and we wouldn't really feel as impacted gratefully by COVID and, you know, the experiences that we're in right now. And we all kind of took a spot to like reflect and say to each other, it's because we've been doing this. And never would we have obviously wished it upon anybody, but are we ever seeing silver linings now not only come through for obviously ourselves and all these years of experience, <laughs> but being able to see it for other people as well. Oh, absolutely. And looking for those silver linings, there is always one in there somewhere. So, uh -huh. always so positive. <laughs> yes, thank you. Wow. wow. Well, then with the launch of the new business, is that the corporate side that you're delving into and with the podcast to kind of follow that up on your habits? Yeah, so it's great that you actually point that out. So it was back in July that I had signed with the National Speakers Bureau. And previous to that, what was actually happening for about two years prior was I was being asked to speak at different events. And what I started to really notice was that it was always along the same type of topic. When I go to the business and I'd say, hey, what are you looking for me even to talk about? And they'd say, oh, well, we want you to talk about habit practices in the workspace or a healthy headspace in a healthy workplace. And so after I started to get that type of demand, me being my entrepreneurial self was like, I can get creative here. I can start to construct this obviously specific to the organization, but that's where I can come through and say, okay, what is it exactly that places are looking for? So yes, that corporate development side all came from, truthfully, I think it was people seeing the changes that we were helping people make within the app, not just fitness and nutrition wise, but really just in way of the entire habits and how that trickled into every part of their life from the way that they go home to see their families at night or the way that they arrive to the office and, and be like, what's happening? Like, how are you in such great spirits? And, and yeah, so it was that snowball effect. And now we're doing virtual events so we can reach more people. And it's a fantastic experience. Wow. Congratulations. That's so exciting. Thank you. <laughs> so is the virtual events now the way that you were able to ebb with the COVID-19? Yes. Yes. Actually, I still remember I was in Arizona when it was declared a pandemic in the States first. And then I believe Canada was the next day. And so what ended up happening was the next month I had a big keynote speaking event and that immediately obviously was canceled because we couldn't be in a large group, nor were they keeping conference centers open at that immediate time. And so, of course, me being so new to this, not being signed to any companies yet was, you know, in total shock. And here I am, like sending them back email money transfers for the deposits they had made. And I was like, oh, what a time. And of course, you just kind of realize you're like, okay, there's got to be more to this. If I can't get up on stage, 
we can at least address the audience and educate them and keep them feeling passionate and motivation with that drive to help better themselves and the business as a whole. So we've become very creative. And usually if I'm presenting, there's like slides to the right of me. And <laughs> It's amazing what this online world of technology can offer us. It and is. How many lives you can still touch through it. Wow. And you've got three kids and here they are fully learning too still. So, so true. Very true. And the podcast for you now, this new venture also, where did this come into play? Oh my goodness. It's funny. Thank you for saying that because here I am. It totally slips my mind to start off with because it is so new, but it is something I'm extremely passionate about. So the podcast came into play when I really started to notice that getting up on stage and talking with audiences and even individuals in a one-on-one basis was starting to become few and far between in the spring. And so, I mean, I've been a huge podcast listener for probably about the last three years. And my first podcast experience who I got hooked on was with Rich Roll. So yeah, you're probably familiar, ultra marathon athlete (laughs) (laughs) and, you know, been a previous alcoholic and a lawyer and totally changed his whole life. And yeah, so I got hooked on listening to his. And then all of a sudden I realized I'm having less and less one-on-one time with people. And this is not only how I can continue developing great relationships, but also to continue and connect with people that I wouldn't generally get the opportunity to right now because I'm not on a plane traveling somewhere. So the podcast itself is called Hooked on Habits, obviously in basis of my huge passion about talking about habit development practices and how they sprinkle into our life in day-to-day basis and really turning those habits into an automatic as we would brush our teeth in the morning or drive a car. So yeah, it's been a great opportunity to not only grow my knowledge from really starting with the ground up when it comes to being in a podcast, because <laughs> I'll be honest with you, even radio did not have any real impact on this. You're just starting really from scratch. So it's been great. And yeah, a lot of great conversations so far and looking forward to more to come. Oh, well, I can't wait to keep listening. So far, the ones I have heard, I have loved and have definitely taken a few actionable habits into my life already. Good. But leaning into that, what maybe are some of your actionable habits that you practice daily? Okay. (laughs) It's that one where it's like, where do I begin? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe let's see if you have a few actionable habits that you know have made a difference in your daily routines, in your life going forward, your motivation. Okay. Fantastic. I can dive into that piece. So I'm going to be very truthful. I wasn't always a morning person despite telling you that I was in morning show radio and I was at the office by 3.30, Monday to Friday, it was, (laughs) there wasn't enough coffee to fix that. (laughs) No, thank you. (laughs) No, thank you at all. Now, what I will tell you is I find that there are probably three categories in which I keep my promise to myself in when it comes to ensuring that I set myself up for a successful day. And it probably sounds, you know, you dive into something like this topic and it sounds like there's going to be 200 little avenues in order to get there. And really for me, it is getting up about 5.45 in the morning. And I love that time because the world is silent still in my world, I should say. That is the time when I have probably about five hours, I'm going to say, to be able to tackle everything in my day going ahead. 
have my coffee and just know that it's going to be uninterrupted time. Come about like, I'm going to say 10 o'clock in the morning, 1030, the rest of the world is awake and alive and emails start coming in and it's everything that is taking me out of my path. And it's not that that can't complement the direction that I'm heading and that those things aren't important, but genuinely speaking, I can't imagine not having that clarity that I have as a foundation every single morning when I start the day. And it's a clean slate and it's like I can tackle all these things on my to-do list instead of allowing things that are coming into my inbox to dictate the way that my day goes. So that is one thing I would definitely say as a habit. I keep very, very close to my heart. So mornings, yes, for everybody that's probably yawning right now, (laughs) no matter the time you're listening to this and keeping a promise to myself when it comes to exercise. The reason I use exercise is I think it actually, as we grow, when we learn, it means different things at different points in time in our life. So I even kind of sometimes bring that word down to movement because some days it's a yoga session. Other days it is getting out into the trails and feeling great running however many kilometers you want to go. And some days it's jumping on the spin bike for 60 minutes and getting off that spin bike and like twisting out your sports bra. Sorry for anybody that's probably gagging, but that's what the Peloton does. (laughs) Uh, yes, it <laughs> it's a visual that I get whenever I think about it. It's like, oh dear, this is going to be a good workout. But what I can genuinely say is with my passion in health and wellness, a huge part was competing in CrossFit regionals when it was probably about 2011 to 2015. So that was about a three and a half hour training day for five days a week, three, yeah, somewhere around there. And It was fantastic, but it's not my reality anymore. My business truly became that and took over that president to time. But I love getting into the trails. Once we do have races back up, ultra marathon trail running. And yeah, it does take up a good chunk of time, but it is going into my calendar genuinely probably every Sunday. I would say sometimes it ends up being Monday morning, but I would go in every Sunday and I'd look at the week ahead and I'd say, okay, so that for sure is an off-limit day that I would be able to work out. I know these other days I need to make it a priority and I'll actually put it into my calendar and schedule it like I did to chat with you right now. So Absolutely. It's, it's Holding yourself promise. accountable by writing down your agenda. Yes, yes, exactly. So that is something I really hold myself true to. And where I really have become a lot more gentle with myself is, you know, I could look on that Sunday and I'd say, okay, I'm going to do a 10 kilometer run on Wednesday at noon. And don't get me wrong, it used to be this regimented. And now if it is a day that has been a lot of high stress in the morning, whether it be, we can even say the news coming in with COVID, we run a fitness app, gyms close automatically the next morning, right? And all of a sudden, we've got how many clients that need their whole programs changed to now at home? Yeah, don't have a stair climber at home. Okay, no problem. So when I say that, I will then take out that chunk of time. And if it's me going for a walk outside in nature, and just shutting off my phone and turning it on airplane mode, or if it's me sitting in front of there's an app that I absolutely love for yoga, it's called the down dog app. And that one is one that I'll also dive into as well. So I think it came down to really obviously continuing to keep your promise to yourself when it comes to health and your own type of movement, but at the same point in time, being gentle in terms of what you choose to do, because every day is different. Now you just mentioned airplane mode, and I do know you mentioned that in your podcast with Lane. I need to get better at airplane mode. How often do you find yourself just putting your phone on airplane mode to eliminate those distractions? 
Oh, Britt, I'm going to go back to an example that I was really, really adamant on probably about two years ago. And that was I would do 90 minutes of airplane mode twice a day. Now, when I tell you, like I walk over and now I don't feel bad saying this. And I know that sounds weird, but I used to go and I'd have interviews and I'd say, yeah, I I get up and I make my coffee and I walk over to my desk. And then I'd have to stop myself in my own head because I'd have to think about, well, some people are commuting to work. So that's not proper to say, right? But I feel like we're all in the same context now. So I don't let my phone dictate the start of my day. That is a really big thing. So rolling over in the morning, I've even told family members, if you don't hear from me by 10 a.m., it's okay. (laughs) I am all right. It's not, you know, the rollover. Got to text you first thing in the morning. My family, obviously, being in Calgary, where I'm here in Vancouver, and bless their hearts, they care. But I'm just like, hey... (laughs) (laughs) We can chat when I go on that walk. So with that being said, it's very easy to just come over, have my coffee, stand at my desk and get right to it and start 90 minutes right at that point in time. And I would say my other one probably is pretty darn close in the morning as well, probably around like 9am because it just allows me that opportunity. My best hours are in the morning. If you get me to do a task at two o'clock in the afternoon, it could and likely will take me three times the amount of time (laughs) that it would take me in the morning. I hear you there, actually. I do feel you. I think that there's a certain clarity before that noon hour that if you just get your head down in the books, so to speak, and just get it done, you can be so much more productive. Maybe it's the knowing that you have a full day to enjoy afterwards. Not that I'm saying that this isn't enjoying, but just a different level, right? We're allowed to allow space for ourselves afterwards. We are, and it's a goal to work towards, which I think, well, a human nature, we're so driven to have that opportunity. We saw the world when the New York Marathon announced that it was canceled and local races said they were canceled because everybody loves something to work towards. So if you know you're free as of 12 o'clock, it's like, get out there or sit in the bathtub, whatever your it is, right? (laughs) And I think that is something that's really beautiful that I am starting to get more educated in as I speak with different organizations is they're giving employees that opportunity because you and I can sit here and say our best time that we're going to be most productive is before noon. Some people are not even half awake with one eye open to let alone be able to hammer out a bunch of things like we say we would do in a three to one ratio before noon. So really it's finding what that groove is. And I would say that we're seeing a lot more of that support come in now from employers as long as work's getting done, no matter what time of day. Absolutely. Now with your habits and taking some from what you're learning through the CEOs that you are interviewing on your podcast, have you learned any that you would like to start to adapt into your routine? Yes. I need to become a much better dedicated reader. (laughs) I don't know how else to say that other than I have stacks of books. And I get through like the first chapter and I'm like, oh, there's this new one. We got to go to chapters. We got to get it. (laughs) So there's always been the saying that readers are leaders. And I'm a very firm believer in it. And I just need to get my habits centered around, which I know really comes down to just practicing, right? We always talk about how we work our muscles and we want our legs to become stronger so we can run faster. Well, the mind is much like a muscle. And so as long as we can continue to work that and do it in a regular near day-to-day basis, it does become one. So I would say that reading is definitely one. Um, 
And I will also say the ability to say no. You hear these incredible, incredible leaders across the board. And I don't know, there's so much feedback that I get. I mean, some say if you're making everybody happy, you're not doing something right, which is hard for me to wrap my mind around because I'm like, but isn't it about making the customer happy? But then it's also about, are you saying no to the things that you need to say no to, to continue following your path? So I still find it hard to say no. And it's something that I continue to practice. I'd say probably nearly daily, but I find, and this goes back to habits as well. If this Sunday, I will be joining my best girlfriend who's out in Amsterdam and she'll be tuning in with me virtually as we do nowadays. I don't even need to say in person because, well, (laughs) that's not now. And we still do vision boards. We'll put together our vision board together for the next year. So she'll create hers and I'll create mine. And I find that that is a great avenue for me to be able to say no to things a lot easier Because if I'm looking at that and I'm like, okay, you know what? I can't achieve those things because now I've got this to fill in that time. And it's like, oh, no, X. That was a lot easier to say no. I love that. And I love a good vision board also. I have not made the time to do that in a while. And I actually have that on the kids' school list of kind of arts and crafts that I will do with them in the next few weeks here. So I think a good way to set up for the new year, not that you need a new year for new goals and new vision boards, but I'm going to capitalize on that with the kids to do that one. And I love that you mentioned that. And, you know, I think there's something so powerful too, Brett, you have such a great perspective as a mom too, to bring that to the forefront for the kids, because there's so many conversations I've been having across the board right now with some people who truthfully are like, why am I even putting together goals right now when there are so many things changing? And I really learned that the board that I put together for 2020 is not anything along the lines of what is happening right now. And I think that's what makes it even more important to do. Because now we've realized and I'm sure I'm not alone in saying this, is that we've really come down to realize what is quality over quantity. So if you look back and you can say, okay, what were these things that I was working towards achieving in 2020? Why didn't they work? Well, was that a quantity? Was that just to have all these things? Or was that for pure quality? Which I think we've all been reminded on a whole different level. Like you said, at noon, all you want to do is go outside and be done the rest of your work day and then enjoy. So I think that there's some good context to that and it really makes it important to do now with regardless, kids, girlfriends, boyfriends, husbands, whatever it might be. I think despite everyone's different scenarios and circumstances through this very different year for all of us, I don't think many could say that there aren't some things that they will not welcome back into their life. I think that priorities in certain levels have definitely shifted and that the change in our days, the change in our time and how we view time definitely allows us the space to recognize what we really do want or what we really are going to spend that time on. Absolutely. Absolutely. It does. And it was interesting. My boyfriend was reading a book the other day and it sounds kind of funny because I'm going to reference a rapper. It was an autobiography of something. And I was just like, oh God, this is going to be part of me, but so ridiculous to see what comes out of this. Like, I just can't wait for these goods. And literally within like 30 minutes of arriving home from chapters, opens it up and goes, 
he says that time is literally the only thing we have. And of course, me in my mind, I'm like trying to come up with something smart, right? To be like, what are we reading here? But no, he was so right. And it was the truth. If we look at everything around us, time is genuinely what we've got. And it's so darn precious. And I also find too, I remember growing up and hearing people always say, my dad, oh, honey, you know what? Years just go faster as you get older. They just go faster. Now that I do recognize that, there's way more precious to me. And that's when you do realize like, what am I putting my time into? And not only what am I putting my time into, but is it a heck yes? Or is it one of those things that you've been asked for to put in your calendar or a commitment that you're just like, nah, it doesn't really give me, what is the word? Like spark joy. <laughs> and that's where practicing the no comes in also, right? I think that we're filled and fueled so often on expectation and other people's expectation of us because so often we say yes to things that we really aren't filled or fulfilled by and being able to say no to those types of things to give ourselves more time for those heck yeses yes. is something we all need to learn. Yes, hugely. And even just you bringing that into context, it's a habit. It's a habit because it has that ripple effect into every area of your life. So if you're saying yes to something that you're like, oh my goodness, this is going to be so great to do on Saturday. And then all of a sudden you come home and you have a great night at home with the family. And then Sunday starts off to a great start. Or if it's something you're joining yourself in on a Saturday that you're like, oh my goodness, why am I here? I said yes to this again. You don't realize that that energy has such a huge impact, not just on our own frequency that we are giving out, but also on everybody around us. So yeah, we've got that power. And, and we've also got the power now, like before when you were in a corporate office and there was the bad apple that was sitting two cubicles down, you don't really have to deal with that as much anymore. You can kindly put yourself on mute. <laughs> the mute button. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mandy, for as long as I have known you, you're always such an outgoing and driven and passionate individual. How do you maintain your focus and your drive? I love living life. Like I just love getting the most out of life in way of quality that is possible. And I'm looking at a picture to my left here and it's actually of the spot that we were at in Ireland in September and October. And I think it really comes down to making the best out of every situation. I was there with my boyfriend and we were there with his family for essential reasons. And that could have easily have been a point in which I could have lost focus. I could have lost drive. I could have lost the commitment to what I am so passionate about. And it was an opportunity where I decided to learn more, right? And so not only was I able to do a couple hours of work back and forth, keep in mind an eight hour time change, but at the same point in time, I took a couple courses. I was able to do the Harvard Leadership Principles course. I was able to go through another virtual presentation course. And so it's so easy to give you these examples, but to give you my real drive, pardon me, big watches for running, but to give you my big drive underneath that, it would genuinely be just, I think the world, we can focus so much on the negative of things and allow that to get us down. And I'm not just talking where we are right now within our news circulation. I'm talking about just in general. And that was something that actually hit me probably when I was about five years old. And I know that sounds young, but that was the age of which my parents had separated. I knew the hurt of what that felt like as a child. And I realized I'm like, if we can get through this, which we 
did fantastic as a family. And we now are everybody's close mom, dad, stepmom, stepdad, my sister, myself, and everybody is a huge family, if you will. And so when I discovered that that's what it felt like to feel stuck in something or unable to get your feet moving in the mud, I was like, that's choice. And again, that didn't come at five years old, but that's developed over my years and years of really practicing what I'm so going to say yes to. (laughs) And developing your habit of yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. So Ireland, well, you said essential reasons. I'm not going to dive into those, but you had some amazing, beautiful photos there of all your adventures outdoors, the hiking. And I can only imagine. It was incredible. And I know, Britt, you can speak to this as well, because this is where we heart to heart connect is in the trails, right? And putting on a pair of runners. And it doesn't matter if you're walking the dog. It doesn't matter if you're taking a little jog or you're sightseeing, whatever it might be. We were able to explore. I knew Ireland was green. And that's like, the, you know, the thing I was told growing up and everything. And oh my goodness, is there more to offer than just that? <laughs> And keep in mind, there was no pubs open, really, because everything was shut down. And yeah, they went into a level five lockdown a lot earlier than we ever even would have thought possible for ourselves. We're not even at that extent. So yeah, the people were so friendly and the ability to just also, I will say, just to get your mind on something different, I think is just so healthy sometimes because- Yeah, just a different change of scenery and waking up with a different sunrise. I know it sounds kind of funny, but it's all about perspective. Perspective. That's a great word. Yeah, it really (laughs) is. And I can tell you those planes are empty. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) So either on your business track or on your adventures of your ultra marathons and trail love, do you have any new goals on your horizon that you are going to crush? Yes. Oh, I'm so excited. There's quite a few. I think to myself how much I genuinely miss racing. And I tackle this portion before I do business because I know a healthy mind for myself plays into every avenue of supporting a team and supporting our clients and being the best that we can be. So I know that starts from within my choices that I make. And so I am very excited to get back to racing next year. I've seen a couple emails come out about potential dates. I'm going to tell you, I'm not trying to set myself up to be disappointed, but I think now knowing where we are, with the pandemic, I would hold myself accountable to doing those distances and those routes, regardless if there was a race or not. So now I'm in the mindset of not, oh dear, everything's crumbling down. What are we going to do? I know you were in the knee knacker two years ago, and it was one that I had received a lottery win for it. 50k, I believe it is, out here on the North Shore in Vancouver. And so, oh my goodness, next year, if that's not on, it's okay. I'll still find the route online and I'll still do it. And I will not race against anybody. But so those types of goals, and they genuinely have to do with getting together with the running community. And it's probably going to hurt. Like there's (laughs) by no means any area of running that I'm doing good, but it's going to be painful. (laughs) Absolutely. Being able to push our body in ways like that, it is a mental game. And I did have a chat with a fellow trail buddy and coach named Tori, and she'll be on one of the podcasts here soon. But her correlation between endurance in the word of physical movement and mental health really does sum up what we're doing when we're out there for so long. 
That is so true because it's endurance mentally. Absolutely. And we can shock ourselves as to what we're actually capable of. It is a mental game. It is completely mental. It truly is. And I think too, even for anybody listening, that plays into doing your first half an hour class virtually. That plays into doing your first ever 60 minute class. I know we were joking about the Peloton, but I will be totally honest with you. There's days when I can see my office desk in a distance from my Peloton and I hit the 30 minute mark and it is, okay, really, are you getting a lot out of this? Could you go back over and probably get through a couple more things? Well, yeah, you could, but what's more important right now? And so, you know, sometimes even the instructors will say like, you're halfway through class. If you've never done a 30 minute before, you're 30 minutes through. And really, it comes down to celebrate all of those wins, no matter how big and small, because you're right, endurance does come down completely to physical and mental. So when it comes down to the personal goals, for sure, races for next year, I'm hoping to see more come in around the spring. And as for goals personal as well, I've really gotten into ski touring. So that's a big passion. I'm excited to get my skis out hopefully for the first time this weekend. And I've got some books that I've researched new locations on that I really can't wait to get to. So yeah, just the peacefulness and the serenity of being in the mountains I'm excited for. Business-wise, definitely, I mean, my personal goal is working with organizations one-on-one minimum virtually once per month next year. And that's a big goal to tackle just having been signed last July, but I so appreciate Britt where you say, you know, that reminder, how are you so driven? How are you so committed? How are you so focused? Cause I'm like, Oh, that's right. I am. <laughs> if you want it, you will make it happen. Yeah. So I'm thinking, you know, I think the accountability piece, right? I work with clients one-on-one with this all the time. And I'm thinking I'll put a calendar up beside me where it's like, I'll check off. We've got one booked in January. Fantastic. Okay. Where's February's and just keep chipping away at that. And if you think about it, it's 12 for the year. So that's a business goal as well. And then keeping our clients continuously growing within the app in terms of, I even bring in that element of self-care, right? Where it's a harder day. It's okay. We don't have to get out there and do a five kilometer run. We can do a 30 minute yoga session again to bring that into context. And then the Hooked on Habits podcast, continuing having wonderful conversations like we are now and inspiring people and growing that. And we always know, even for yours, Britt, like right now, anybody that's listening, rate, subscribe and review, it really is how it has the opportunity to grow. Absolutely. Thanks, Mandy. Absolutely. Well, you have a lot of goals ahead and I am sure that you will catch those all. I'm so excited to follow <laughs> along. Maybe to wrap up here, I know that you said that you have your habits and they start around 5.45 in the morning. I have been wrapping up with most people just asking them if they have a daily routine. So when you're waking up at that 5.45, are you straight into airplane mode and work or do you move your body first or journal or do you have any morning routine that kind of sets that daytime up? You know, it's beautiful. I think I've had nearly all of the examples that you just mentioned at different points in my life, because I think no matter where you are, it is really important to take a practice for yourself, whether it be journaling. There's something called morning pages that was hugely beneficial to me at one point in my life. And and I'll even do it now if there's too much thinking going on up top here, right? And it comes down to morning pages as you don't even look back at your grammar. You don't care what you write. You just let your pen flow and you just keep going and keep going. And when you're done, you can even rip that page out and just toss it right in the garbage. And 
there's that type that has been very helpful. There's also the journaling side where if I'm processing certain emotions or certain thoughts, and it's incredible once we get it out on paper, it doesn't seem as big in your head anymore. I don't know how to explain that, but try it. (laughs) But I'll be honest with you. The first thing that I do do in the morning is I make a coffee. I don't think you're alone there. (laughs) It's coffee. I do homemade almond milk because I'm so darn picky. And I do honestly pack my boyfriend his lunch before he heads out the door because I know that that is just, it's a great setup for his day as well. So it is something that I should mention in way of habits is I take two to three hours on Sunday evenings and I meal prep. And this might sound a little bit crazy, but we've dialed it in so well with meals that it is two lunches and a dinner per day, each for five days. So it actually totals out to 30 meals and the fridge is ridiculously full. But I'm telling you, once you dial in the meals that you really enjoy and you start to just kind of like after a couple of weeks, don't get me wrong, you, you add in mashed potatoes instead of rice or just different things like that. But if you do have a job in which requires a very demanding schedule or you are getting used to being at home and working at home, but at noon, you're opening the fridge and you're like, what am I going to have? It is a wonderful tool to have in your belt to literally just open the fridge, grab a Tupperware, place it down and just start eating. So yeah. I love that routine. That definitely sets your whole week up, I'm sure on a whole different level. It does. It really does. And then I would say the only one outside of that, Britt, that really really got me going to was my previous year of my vision board, I actually had up in a frame in my bathroom. And so when I would brush my teeth first thing in the morning, I would look at it and it was only what, like 60 seconds, but it was a reminder either a, if I was like, Oh, it's five. Yes. Believe me, that happens where I'm like, Oh, why am I up so early? (laughs) And so, you know, just seeing those things and knowing what I'm working towards. And I've even put the amount of clients that we work with And that motivates me because at that time, it takes me out of my own head to realize this isn't about me. It's about the greater picture. So yeah, that's a big answer. (laughs) No, with lots of big information, so Mm -hmm. many great tips and the Sunday night routine. I do like that. Having things in the fridge, I think is key. And when we don't have those, definitely making poorer choices, I should say, does occur. (laughs) Those dark chocolate bars that sit there and I'm just like, oh, but that's so much easier than roasting a yam in the oven. (laughs) Yeah, and we know which one wins. (laughs) Well, Mandy, thank you so much for coming on and for all of your time. There is so many actionable habits in this podcast because of all of your amazing conversation and your habits and tips and tricks and everything. Maybe if you listen to some audio books on your walks and whatnot, you might get through some of your stacks of books that you're hoping to. A brilliant, a brilliant idea. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I might ask Santa for a Kindle this year. Who knows? Just something to read, right? (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you so much for taking the time. You're always such a light and you're always so positive and just, I have a smile on my face this whole conversation. So thank you very much, Mandy. Where can everyone find you? Well, <laughs> where can't they? No. <laughs> um, so website is mandygill.com. Instagram is at mandygill. 
dot com d-o-t-c-o-m and you can find us on facebook as well we've got our company page up there and obviously any questions you have send them over through the contact or send them into the dms whatever it is and i would be more than thrilled to get in touch and hear even your thoughts on the podcast that we're having today so and i have to thank you Britt, for putting this together because honestly you've got an incredible drive yourself and as much as you feel inspired by the things that i've done it is complete full circle. So thank you as well. Thank you. And go check out Mindy Gill over on Hooked on Habits. Make sure to rate, subscribe and review her podcast as well. Thanks everybody. I had such a fun time today having this conversation with Mandy. I definitely left being inspired to say no a little bit more and to make sure that I am finding the right time for myself and for those in my life that matter to me the most. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you too are leaving here with a few new habits that you are going to propel into your life. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it. See you next week. You can find me on Instagram at MomSweatSam. 